All right. He's eating. No, no, no. Showtime. Do you have him? Uh, yeah, it's, it's what? It's showtime? No. Ah! Are you a Muppet? Are you a Muppet? Doesn't appear to be a good thing to be a Muppet these days. Why? What? I like to show. Sorry. I gotta get a water. Oh. Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. My name is Brian Irwin. And my name is John Hogg. Oh, this is great news, everybody. Oh, we're having fun. I was fun. wondering who was over there. We are having so much fun here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we laugh the whole time. The audience, the listeners will also have yeah. so much fun. Yeah, I, um... Keep playing it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, um... Did, he say, did she say Ballyhoo? Yeah, Ballyhoo. Oh, you got There's so much Ballyhoo in, in Hollywood. Right now, there's just mostly heat in our man hut. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, uh... It's February and it's like 90 degrees wow. out today. It's ridiculous. The thing is, we can't even complain. I'm I'm planning a, uh, me and my buddy Mike are planning a uh, like kind of a reunion hat like slash bachelor party for me slash 40th birthday party for like three guys in the group, but these friends of mine from college, and he's like, we can go camping up in the Sierras, you know, and I was like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. He goes. Uh, we could just car camp, or we could hike in. There's some places that, because there might there might be a little snow up there still. And I go, oh, I think that'd be cool. He goes, yeah, me and you think that would be cool. Uh, people flying in from Minneapolis might not think that's so cool. <laughs> They've like, seen enough of that. Yeah, like yeah. oh, it's June and there's more snow. That's great. Yeah, that's well. As long as you can. The, the nice thing about uh, most of the West Coast is it's not that far away to drive to warm weather and or the ocean. Right. Yeah, and most. That's one of the perks that I don't take advantage of. Yeah, you know the ocean thing. I. Uh, I you know where it is? You know where it is. Right? I, I think it's west of here. Yeah, good call, buddy. Hey, well, I mean, you, you can go find one east. It's just you got to go way east. <laughs> days east? Days and days. Are you walking? or? Uh, if we're walking, it's going to take a long time. But if you drive, it'll take probably three, four, five days. Will there be Indians you'll have to slaughter on the way? Oh, wow, dude. Wow, not cool. After I just watched that Redskins commercial, I didn't see that. Did it air on the Super? Because I, I, I don't think it aired. <laughs> okay, I don't know though. I didn't catch the game until like the third quarter. Uh, yeah, Super Bowl was kind of a sleeper. But the, but so here's the thing. I was thinking about this. I saw, I saw on Facebook that there was some sort of uh, uh, Redskins uh, um, commercial or something. I guess anti. I didn't watch it. I assumed it was going to be on the Super Bowl. So I thought, all right, well, it's going to come up, right? Well, it didn't. But it did get me thinking about. I think. That the Washington's worst nightmare, the Washington Redskins' worst nightmare, is to go to the Super Bowl. It's like it will be so unenjoyable for them because there's two weeks of media, and, it would just and the sole focus will be your offensive. Your, your team is named yeah. an offensive. I mean, think about slur. that. Like that's kind of like the, it, 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 it's just like Peyton Manning with a little bit of the PEDs or whatever. That's or Deflate Gate Laster. That's a small story. But you and I both know that that the whole Redskin thing—that's a hot button, and that thing would just be—they would—it would be relentless. It would be, it would be, yeah. It would and be. I guess deservedly so. I mean, at some point, what do you? I don't know where you stand on it, but oh, to me, uh, I I say change the name, man. I mean, what is the problem? Like, we're, we're talking about. To me, we're talking about a game. Yeah, you know what I mean. This like, and I get it. We people are serious about football, but fuck you, it's a game, and you're paying. 24-year-old children to run into each other. Mm-hmm. Name them the fucking turd lickers. Name them whatever you want, dude, but don't don't have it be a fucking slur. No, the Washington Bullets get, are no longer the Washington Bullets, and, and they, and and that they was, survived. That's not a slur. No, but that my point is you fucking, are a professional team, and you can change your name. Yeah, yeah. And if you were any good, 
we might have this might be in the forefront of all conversation, but you're not. So, and the thing is, is like you don't have to get rid of your colors. You no just change. Well, the, I, it's a marketing issue. That's all it is for them. They don't want to spend the millions and billions, the millions and millions of dollars to change it, and they don't want to spend the millions and millions of dollars to remarket themselves. It, it's all about money. They don't care about anything else. The, the, the owner only cares about no, the no, money. Nothing in the NFL. No one in the NFL cares about anything except money. That's it. No, That's I know, but I'm saying in respect yeah. to the fact that it's been brought up time and time again that the the uh, the logo is is offensive. They don't. They're like, yeah, but it uh, the the collateral damage of you yeah. being your feelings being hurt, and the amount of money we make on that logo makes us say we're doing okay. We're yeah. okay. We're good people. <laughs> That's the funny thing. It's like somehow or another. See, nobody in the NFL is a good person. <laughs> well, I don't know that, about that. That doesn't that's, exist. That's not that's, fair that's, to say that. Come on, that's a blanket generalization. And I'll stick with it. You went to a wedding. I did. Speaking I did. of the NFL. Speaking of NFL <laughs> football players. Yeah. yeah. So who, you, who agrees with me on almost everything I say about the NFL? Well, but he was in it. So at the <laughs> time, he was in it that you would be blanketing him right now and saying he's part of the bad. Uh, maybe he was when he was in. Oh. But actually, the guys like that don't stay in. They just get out. They get their money and get Fair out. Fair enough. Former guest, by the way, the reason why we bring this yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was fun. He got married in La Jolla. Uh, Anthony. Yeah. He got married in La Jolla to uh, his fiance. Why La, Jolla? <laughs> why La Jolla? Which, La Jolla is great. I spent yeah. a lot of time hanging out there when I first moved out here. I don't... I don't. Th- I For think those of you who don't know where La Jolla is, watch the movie Traffic. Continue. Oh, why are they? Is that... That's where the families are based, the rich families. Oh, yeah. It's uh, like a... Would you say a suburb of San Diego? Yeah, yeah. I would say it's not as rich as the one right next to it, which is uh, where the racetrack is, the name, uh, where the golf, no, 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 where uh, the golf course, uh, Torrey Pines. Ah. Uh, that gets that gets even more like fancy. Yeah, fancy. but you're crossing the Torrey Pines Road and everything yeah, right in yeah. there. Yeah. It's it's fancy, but it's not hat fancy. You know what hat fancy is? That's like, you know, racing hats and you gotta wear, Yeah, and women wear big hats. And big hat fancy. Guys wear yeah. fedoras yeah. and <laughs> derbies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think there was any reason. I, I mean, I'm sure there was reason for them, but... I think it was just location. You know, it was nice. They, it's not like they met in La Jolla or anything like that. It wasn't, they don't live down there. They right. don't have family down there. So, you know, but it was really nice. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. La Jolla is beautiful. That's comedy stores down in La Jolla there. Yeah. I should have run off and done a guest spot. I'm sure he'd appreciate that. Hey, man, I'm just going to, I'm going to pop in. He wouldn't quick. have cared, but Nicole probably would have been like, you doing what now? Don't, no, you're not doing that. The, the regulars don't understand. An easy desire to want to just step out for a second, get get, Actually, get a comedy. Here's the fix. thing: if I would have had a car and not been drinking, I would have, I could have done that, and it wouldn't have been a problem for anybody. Nicole wouldn't have cared; she would have just hung out, and I would have just. Gone no, but it's a little bit weird. That would be like somebody yeah. saying, "Hey, listen, I'm going to go. Uh, I I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go do a quick court case." Yeah, I wouldn't have told uh, I anyone. Right. I would have just gone off and done it and come back. You know what I mean? He would have just had the appearance of being a drug addict. Well, which is fine because I go off and you know smoke my pen anyway. So it's like, <laughs> is it a bic? Raceable? Uh, it looks like a pencil, kind of like a black pencil with a little eraser on the end. All legal now, America. All legal. All legal. I got a. Did script. I see some uh, another report that said uh, the that the legalized uh, uh, marijuana has made has already made or or been taxed like a couple billion? I don't know what I saw. Something has made a billion dollars. Well, it's it's doing. I think it's doing well it's for doing the so economies well. sure. of, yeah, that's of Colorado yeah. and Washington. Like. They're now able to put that money back into like, I mean, I would hope they're putting it back into like education and school. Right. Well, yeah. One knows, doesn't know where it's going, but the point would be even if it's going to roads, and even if it's going, you know what I mean. Even if it's like we're so in debt here, why, why, why are we not seeing that same benefit? I don't. In but the, the whole thing though, with, I mean, if you just started growing it legally everywhere, and then you could grow outdoor fields of it to make hemp, just to make paper, sure. to make 
rope to make clothes. Like you, you would save the rainforest. You'd save trees. All right, now you're getting out of control. Why don't you just knock yeah, it it's, off? It's, but that's but literally this has been something that I've been that has been a fact since before I was a sophomore in high school. Like I, I gave a speech about it when I was a sophomore. In high, my mom was like, "What's your speech about today?" And I was like, "It's about how marijuana should be legal." And she's like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Because with that." And then she was like, after I said everything, she was like, "Oh yeah, okay." Oh, if there's reasonable human beings out there that can actually listen to the, the also, facts. Also, my mom knew that I didn't have any like sway with the law, so she wasn't worried. Law, about law has nothing to do with it. Your mom also realized that uh, your mom was not part of uh, the big corporations that don't want that. Because no, right? Yeah, my mom doesn't own a beer company, a beer company, <laughs> yeah. a pharmaceutical company. Oh man, pharmaceutical companies would would de- like, especially you got Jim McMahon out there now saying, "Oh, marijuana got me off pain pills and helps my." My fucking pain from concussions and my sure. like my brain swelling and why I have to, my light sensitivity and it's like okay Jim McMahon dude now he's really a punky QB yeah no I mean honestly they're they're finding more and more that marijuana the, the connection of curing cancer and and the pains of cancer are tying more and more into marijuana but it's like they're they're treading lightly because there are people that don't want that they don't want to lose control it's actually and again I'm not a conspiracy theorist but the, but the the facts are there. It it's it's more profitable to have sick people than mm. it is to have healthy people. Yeah, with sickness by and far. death is a fucking huge business. business. Yeah, a huge business. So that being said, yeah, how are you gonna make if people are just like wait? I just got to smoke a couple of hits of this a day, and I won't have my anxiety. I won't have my pain in my knees or yeah. my back or my shoulders or whatever. I won't have my headaches. I won't have. And then the pill companies, you're taking one pill for each of those symptoms. Yeah. Then they're like, wait a minute, we're gonna be losing billions of dollars a day. That being said. Did you watch the Super Bowl? I said I watched the from the from about halftime on. Oh, did so you didn't see that commercial with with the with the walking intestinal butt? Oh no, I did see that. I go, this is a commercial for what looks like diarrhea, and that's an intestine. Yeah, yeah. So basically, a walking, you know, they, uh, they got money to throw around. Like that was a pill company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Oh, okay, of course, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, the, the, literally, the intestines was holding its own butthole so that it didn't shit all over the screen. And running at the football game, trying to find a, a place to take a shit, which is to me, it just goes to show you that there are so many things you can't do on TV. But if you pay enough money for a commercial, you can do whatever you want, you can do whatever the hell you want. But yeah. like, there's so, and I know that you are personally outraged at Coldplay, which I still don't understand. Not, such a I'm negative not, backlash, not not you, but I'm oh, saying I'm like the post negative like, backlash of like it was horrible, and I'm like horrible. It was just first of all, whatever. it's a Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, There's only whatever. been one good one in the 50 years of the fucking Super Bowl. But what I'm saying is, it's just whatever, no matter who it is. It's mostly just whatever. I'm, it's you either it, it, like no, it or you know. it's all whatever, unless it was Prince in 2007. That was the <laughs> only good. But what if you're not a Prince fan and you don't care? There's no fucking way you could watch that and not become a Prince fan. What? There's no way you could see what he did during the Super Bowl and not be a Prince fan. There's no way you could look at Prince and not be a Prince fan. If you're not a Prince fan, I don't know what you're doing. Well, you got a gray heart that beats once a year. You have no fucking sense of uh, wonder. What's your deal? Prince is awesome. How okay. are you, how are you so, not loving okay, Prince? So that's good. That's good. So the freedom of choice is not available it's not when, when it comes, comes to, to Prince. Not when it comes to Prince. Don't be no. silly. There's no fucking reason to have freedom Then why of isn't he president? Why isn't because he president he's of the smarter, world? He's smarter than that, dude. Why would you want to be president of the world? Because he wants to make music and live in Minneapolis for whatever reason. Well, why not be a, the biggest fish in a, in a small pond? Since and he's death, also probably most, mostly left alone. 
Oh right. yeah, I would Probably. imagine. Well, I mean, he it doesn't sounds like he's a recluse. Yeah, anyway, yeah I was gonna so say that not... motherfucker's not. He's going to Ralph's or whatever, looking for fucking he celery. Oh. <laughs> so, hey, do you know what aisle are the uh... most famous person you've seen at a grocery store? Where you're like, oh, they actually go to their grocery store, which is you say to yourself out in your head, and then you're like, God, am I that fucking stupid? I, yeah. Like, why did I just say that in my own head? But I, I have like when you say that, three immediate things come to me, and the first one. <laughs> Is my sixth grade gym teacher okay? Not grocery- famous, but I get. Not I know famous, what you're saying. Like I remember being like, I was hungover. I was in the grocery store in my hometown, and I look over and I'm like, Mr. Northrop, and he was like, he looked like he was just hit by a truck, man. He was hammered looking, and he was like buying. He had like one thing of hot dogs in his hand. It was like the saddest male, like single man purchase. Are we okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm listening to you. Oh. Uh, but I, was I have like, to do tech support at the same time as some of the shows. I'm listening I know, to your but, story, though. But sometimes I see things moving, and like I don't see anything moving, so I didn't know if it was... <laughs> no, we're, we're good. We're good. Okay. But yeah, so me, seeing my secret, he wasn't famous, but for me, it was weird just seeing him. And then I saw... I mean, I don't know, famous. I, I, I think I've seen a couple of different people. I think I saw Meredith from The Office in the grocery store, and then I saw like... Um, Michael McDonald, the guy from Mad TV who played uh-huh. Stewart, yeah. and I walked by him and I was like, "Oh, really big fan. Enjoy what you do." He's like, "Oh, thanks, man." And that was like real quick. And then I saw Jim Jeffries, <laughs> like late night, and he was just buying like one thing or whatever. And I walked by him and like I locked eyes with him, and p- all I wanted to say was, "Dude, I really enjoy your show on FX because it was it had just started and it was really funny." And uh, I said nothing. And then I saw him at a party, <laughs> like. Months later, and we get introduced, and I was like, hey, man, I think we live in the same neighborhood or whatever. I, I saw you at Ralph's. And then for some reason, I go, yeah, I was going to stop you and tell you how much I liked your show, but you know that seemed weird. He goes, it's not weird to tell people how much you like what they do. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Maybe I made that weird. He's like, sounds like it. No, <laughs> making like, it weird is what I did. Remember, I told you a story a long time. Remember, you and I went to oh, yeah, well, the goddamn comedy jam, and, and then I all, went. Yeah. That was right after... I met him. Actually, you did yeah, that. Yeah. So, that so he, he and I have yet to actually communicate. The only memories that we have are uh, me punching his water out of his hand. Which I'm sure, when he looks back on, he thinks, what a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Why? In a related story, uh, my earlobes are just drenched. In? Sweat, sweat. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. It's hot in here. This, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is like. Uh, well, I almost and I almost bought a, brought another shirt to wear home because I usually I sweat. <laughs> now I'm just gonna have to like put down a towel. Do we get to technically cross this off as, as a workout session? Like, are we in a sauna? Is this a, a very special sauna episode? I mean, today I guess I'll cross it off. The last couple of days I drank more than I have all month. So you did, huh? Yeah, man. And dude, I don't know. Now, did you Super Bowl drink or you just drank because you were still already drinking? Uh, I I started drinking mimosas in San Diego, and then when I got home, went to Andrew Santino's apartment complex, and they have a big theater thing in there, and we I just pounded beers, and then start. Then we went up to his apartment, and he, he was <laughs> he had a good friend in town, and I for some reason just decided to plow through like all their whiskey and just started Uh-oh. drinking. What tons kind of whiskey? Of, the cheap stuff? Yeah, or the some cheap stuff? garbage that he was trying to get rid of. So I was like, oh, yeah. so you were you were doing it with solid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but it was just weird because then I got home and I was like, I just remember smiling at Nicole and then I woke up this morning. Oh, good. Hung so, over? Or, or? No, no. I do this thing now where I take, and I'm, I know everyone's got their fucking cures and their little anecdotes and whatever, but not anecdotes, antidotes. But um, I take one multivitamin before I go to bed every night. And, and that, what does that do? I don't know, but it does. I've never woken up hungover since I started doing it. 
Do you think it was? Did you discover this on accident? No, Nicole's cousin. I was talking about having a hangover right around Thanksgiving when we were up there. Like a Centrum. Yeah, yeah, like a multivitamin. I take the generic kind from uh-huh. Ralph's or whatever. Uh-huh. But yeah, uh, um, and she was like, "I go, oh, I was hangover," and she goes, "Just take a multivitamin before." And I'm looking at her like, "Okay, this girl doesn't understand like how much I drink, and she, she's smaller than me." And okay, that's my that's real cute or whatever. But then her boyfriend, Nicole's actual cousin, uh, comes in and was like, "No, no, I do it, and it it works." I'm like, "Okay, you're at least have a man body," and like, I feel like. We were a little more similar. So. Would you have wanted the other girl to have a man body? No, I'm not. In order I'm to not justify? Look, well, I look, I have a man body. I don't. No, you don't. I don't. Let me show you my hairy breasts. I don't want men to have man bodies. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Wait, wait a minute. I'm just saying, you know, uh, I would take, like, you know, women are just different than men. I don't know if that's been pointed out by comedians ever. but <laughs> I think they're different than airplanes. I think they're different than airplane food. It's crazy. But anyway, so I started doing it that night, and it is awesome. And I told my buddy Tim about it and he was like, he did it on his birthday. He was like, holy shit, I woke up with no hangover. I was like, yeah, it's great. It, it, it works, man. It works. Now I want to talk to you about something and I'll try to keep it as vague as possible, Mm. but I want to get your opinion. So as of late, there have been a lot of comedy specials on like a lot of comedy specials, right? Yeah. Like on Netflix and Netflix, Amazon, HBO, like all of them. Mm -hmm. I have been disappointed personally mm-hmm. uh, overall um, of what is out there and I just and I don't know I don't know I wanted to get your take on it because I was thinking about this because I don't go in uh, many of these people I know some of them I don't um, and some are some are decent but like none of them are like really I go all right yes like you know I feel really good about it because I feel like there's a little bit of a watering down going on right now mm-hmm. and and I, I'm concerned that either it's not allowing some of the comedians that I like to showcase their best, meaning that it's just okay and I feel bad. Or um, it's just some people, you're just like, what is going on? Why are we pushing this agenda? And Because it, it's, just, it's just not there. I feel like a lot of the comedy is very vague now, and it's, it's not really... There haven't been years put into making sure that you've gotten, you've gotten it you know, crisp and clean. And I just... I don't know, man. I, it's an interesting... I don't know if this is just a transitional period because of this new streaming... They need they need the content, but it just I, I I feel like it's just not that great right now. Uh, <clears throat> I think with everything, it's you know it comes back around. Like you know there was a big comedy boom in the eighties, and then that died out, and a lot of clubs closed, and then people were like, wait, we don't need clubs to have shows; we can just have them at music venues or bars or coffee shops or whatever. And and then it kind of started coming back as like kind of a like a back alley art almost, you know, right. where it's like, oh, yeah, kind of like a speakeasy type deal. Like, wow, we're going to a comedy show. Oh, who knows? And now it's at a place where, I mean, the improv, the comedy store, those places get sold out like on a nightly which basis. Which is exciting. Which is exciting, which means that people are out again seeing live comedy. Now, because people are out seeing live comedy, the people that make TV and then make their money off you sitting on your ass and watching yeah, yeah. TV, they're like, oh, fuck. So if they're going out to see these people, what if we give them all these people in a format that they never have to leave their place and we can get we add dollars and we collect money on it or yeah. whatever? So they're, in a sense, the people being excited to be out again seeing comedy, which I personally love and think no matter how good someone's special is uh, or how bad someone's special is, you the, you got to see them live. If you really enjoy them or if you like them, yeah, you should see them live. and. And uh, but also at the same time, there are obviously specials that are done well. But I think 
because they're like Netflix is, is, is in such a hurry to give the people what they want, which is apparently more comedy. Just more comedy in general. So they're right. just allowing, and I, I'm not sure of the process. I think the process is for some of these guys, you go record it and then you give it to us and they we'll put it on it. and yeah. we'll do a 60 40 split or whatever it yeah. is. So that's one thing. Like Netflix pays Bill Burr because. I would guess because Bill Burr then is like I'm not talking about Bill Burr, right? No, no, no. I know you're not. I know you're not talking about, and you're not talking about most guys like Bill Burr. But and I and I know what you mean. There's male and female. I want I want to be clear. It's not just all. I I actually think there are many funny females out there too. Of course, no, no. I was just saying saying comics. I wasn't. I didn't mean. I want to be clear so that we don't look like misogynists. No, I appreciate that. But like, part of me is like when I say comics, I include everybody who does comedy. Yeah, Yeah. And f- when I don't say female, you c- people get mad. Then they don't get mad. It's like you should. She shouldn't have to say that. You should say that. Like, I don't well, know, there's so two. I just say comedian. There's two most recently that um, people have called them out on the material. Obviously, the Amy Schumer thing. Why it took so long? Because that was out for a while. But then all of a sudden, it started coming out. They were talking about um, material. And then there's this guy Tony Hinchcliffe. With I, I barely know him, but I, you know, he started the comedy store when I was. Kind of one foot out the door, but he also there was some you know criticisms of the of the content, and so I don't know either way. I don't I don't dig too deep into um, what would be considered stolen material, hacking material, and or you know stream of conscious same stuff. But I do think that if you get into it too fast, that could be dangerous, right? Because you don't know. A lot of times, the true test as a comedian is to be working on a joke for a really long time. And if you have it out there long enough, somebody might go, hey, I just want you to know, because it's been out there and they see you doing it over and over again. But if you're in this hurry up process where you're just trying to get it out there, you do stand the risk. Because once it's out there, it's not like YouTube. Remember when we yeah. used to all put our stuff on YouTube? It's like, oh, I'm going to record my set tonight, and I'll throw it on YouTube. And then somebody can go, hey, by the way, blah, blah, blah. And you had the right to, or the option of pulling it down yeah. or you know, dealing with it. But now with this stuff, it's like it's out. It's done. And you know, the Comedy Central, the Netflix, the HBOs, they're not taking it down. Oh, There's no. a lot of money invested in these yeah, things. Yeah, so yeah. it's out there. So that, If anything, people then will go watch more. Do you know what I mean? Like they would never take it down. Like even and and I I can't speak to the Tony Hinchcliffe special. I never I didn't see it. You know what I mean? And and I didn't see Amy Schumer's special either. But I've heard enough people talking about it that knew. Like the thing was like she took jokes from Patrice O'Neill. But even friends of Patrice O'Neill are saying those weren't Patrice's jokes. Those were street jokes that he just told. In a way that was very Patrice like. Okay. They they were it was like they were sex moves like the donkey punch the Kentucky ashtray but along those lines. So you say when, it with such passion. <laughs> I've studied all these moves. <laughs> no, but so like when Amy did that, I, it was it, I don't think it was stealing. I think it was like she, she put a, like some of them that I'd never heard before. So maybe she did write those one. I have no idea, but. To me, they were just street jokes in the middle of her set. Like, and people are like, well, that's, then that's disappointing. Like, well, what the fuck are you mad at? Are you mad that you think she stole jokes? Or are you mad that you're, you're disappointed that she didn't have all original content in the middle of her spe- Like, People just want to be upset. Or they're either looking for a way to tear her down or, or, or build her up too high. It's like she's just a, hum- she's a human being. She's worked very hard to get where she's at. She's other, gotten popular. You're going to get attacked, right? That's she, pretty much and that's, what and happened. That's, that's the other thing is like in my head, and, and, and I, I would feel different if it was me, of course, but in my head, I want to say to them like anybody like her, it's like, you made it. They're fucking coming after you hard. You've made it. You, you, you're so successful in, in the field that you're in that everyone wants to take you down, which is sick and sad and too bad that people can't just be like, hey, wow. And, most, and for the most part, I think Amy has a supportive 
friend base and fan base. Like she came out of the LA scene, and I didn't know her oh, personally, but I'd seen her, and she was her friends have been supportive, and she has then I believe supported her friends. I'm also speaking on simple word of mouth. I don't like research this. I don't find right. out if, who her writing <laughs> oh, staff you not is. Research. I don't. Well, you know, you know that's the mean? that was the other thing was that saying that, and this does happen, and we've all been warned as stand up comics. It is common knowledge that writers run out of material, and they will go to comedy shows or sketch, and they will, they will get ideas from what they see on stage. They basically just sit in the back, and they absorb. It's, it's common knowledge. Now, the question is this. Um, if you see, like, let's say you see one of your jokes turns into somebody's sketch show idea, do you hold the star of that sketch show? Uh, accountable, but because the, they don't do the fact checking, no. Or do you just find out who wrote it and you just deal with it? And do you hold the network account? Like who, if specifically your stuff was taken and used, who do you hold accountable? Not well. In that specific argument, I felt like, come on, there's no way she, Amy herself is going to know all that. There's just, it's not going to happen. Well, yeah. The, if, there, if we're talking about the Wendy, like Wendy Liebman said that that she Amy said one of her jokes on. On her special, and that, no, I don't know about that one. There was oh. somebody, somebody else had brought up something that they had made a that they made a video, the exact same video on YouTube, and then it was and then it turned into oh. a sketch. Yeah, well, like that, that happened. Kind of to, stuff. That happened to Adam Ray with SNL. He did Brett Favre's Open Fly Jeans. He put that out on YouTube, and then they Jason Sudeikis was in the Adam Ray part, and they used the same music and everything. It was fucking. Did he get uncanny. paid for that? No, 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 no. But he took the high road, and basically online, people were just putting them up comparison you know what i mean like side by side on facebook and everything so everyone was like this is horse shit that's adam race fucking this came out fucking and it was timestamps. so yeah it came out months before and nothing and nothing and saturday night live never commented on it and adam was smart and adam when i asked him about it personally he just said oh you know it's pretty flattering uh if they're gonna you know obviously my shit's good enough for snl <laughs> but now like, is he taking that higher because he realizes if he challenges it, he gets he thinks he may be getting screwed long term because they're going to look at him as a as a troublemaker. No, which is but, what some people are afraid of, which is bullshit. Well, right. I don't think he was afraid of that. You know, maybe he did have some deal where he was auditioning for SNL at the time. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Because people hold that shit. No, I'm, not, I'm just best. I'm saying in in like in general terms, like case in point. Um, my neighbor Jonathan Themius was on Last Comic Standing a couple years ago, and I had shot some videos online for him previous to this. And um, last comic standing, loved him and wanted to do him. And he said, "Okay, well, I didn't write him. This guy did. So um, you're probably going to either have to, you know, give him writing credit or pay him for it." And they're like, "No, and no." So if you want it, you're going to have to ask him if we can just do it. We'll just redo it all the stuff, but he's going to have to let go of it. Otherwise, we're not going to help you. Like they were just yeah. they, they they you know they 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 took the. The big business road, which is like, yeah, we could pay you, but we're just going to say no, and we know that you're going to go back to him and go, dude, can you do this for me? Can you do me a salad? Which I thought about it for like 10 seconds, and I was just like, I personally was like, I was exhausted, and I wasn't in the mood, and I wasn't surprised that that was the answer that came back, and I was like, run with it, man. I don't care. It's like, without you in that thing... I don't, it wouldn't have, it yeah. wouldn't be, you know what I mean? It's like you had to be in it in order for whatever it was that I created to work. Yeah. So just take it. It's, it's just as much yours as it is as mine. But I wasn't surprised by that. Like, no, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, but yeah, it, it, it's, it, it paints the bigger picture of just people not getting credited for doing their work. And at the same time, like you said, if there's a writer who is on, it's all hypothetical, by the way. I don't. But if there was a writer on Amy Schumer's writing staff who was at a show and or was watching comedy and saw Wendy Lehman's joke and then was like, "Oh, we should make a sketch out out of that," like 
I, you know, I, part of me is like, okay, I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know what you do, I guess, because basically you just took the premise of the joke and then made a sketch out of it. Like, if you had someone to slap food out of your hand, that's what I need. Like, they just made a whole sketch out of that joke. I will use a perfect example of something that happened in my own life. So many, many moons ago when I was running the, the, the uh, uh, belly room at the comedy store, I was hosting a show, right? And one of this, this comic that eventually ended up getting out of the business, whatever, that night, he went up on stage and he was working out some concepts, some ideas. And uh, he went up on stage and he said something about, you know, women um, make up their mind on uh, meeting guys within like um, three seconds of meeting them. They've already decided whether or not they would, you know, sleep with you or love you or whatever. But he couldn't figure out where to go with it. And I, as the host... I was like, that's really, the, the concept was funny, but it, di- it didn't do much for him on stage for a multitude of reasons. And then I went up on stage and I said, you know, it's interesting you would say that, you know, that, that that's what women would do. I said, in, in, and then riffing as a host, I said, to follow that up, um, just so women know, men have decided they want to sleep with you before they ever met you. So it turned into a joke. And afterwards, he and I talked about it and he was like, I'll never be able to, to tag it the same way you did. Like, so keep it. It's if you want to run with that, run with that. That was amazing. You did the one thing that I couldn't do. You found the out, and you, and I didn't and, find and you the found out. it effortlessly. And and it I, was a total natural riff on stage, but it happened in front of him, and we we discussed it afterwards because I'm very hypersensitive about. I, I have a friend of mine. I don't know if you have any friends that are fact checkers. <laughs> you just stop that. I don't, I, I don't have any friends, but I have a fact checking friend. So if I ever write a joke that's not super mega personal to my life. I ask him, I'm like, do you know anybody out there that's talking about this in any way, shape, or form? Because he's Mr. I want to know everything. You can also Google. True. You, if you but that's Google just me, but I don't think everybody has to do that. I think that's also like, no, I mean, no, I, but look, that's just who I am. No, you don't have to do that. And that person was very smart to, one, talk to you about it after the show, and two, acknowledge that you made the, it, it became your joke in that very moment. Well, he had the premise, but he didn't have a joke. Right. I turned it from the premise to a joke. Right. And again, I would have literally said, if he would have walked in and said, yeah, don't do, I'd have been like, you're right, I am so sorry, it was a total rip. Like, you know what I mean? I would have been like, I don't care. Like, I could, I'll just go write a different joke. I don't right, care. Right, right. I've, I've, I've had jokes that have been, I've been given a tag to that made the joke that much funnier, but the joke was already funny. Right. So it was already a solid joke. This one tag got a big at the end, you know? So when this comic was like, oh, I was waiting for you to say, but, 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 and I go, ooh, shit, that's funny. And they're like, yeah, please use it if you want to. And I go, I'm going to. Now, I've always given credit to that tag to the comic who gave it to me. If anyone ever, ever asks or if it comes up or people like to do, because I've been asked a bunch of times, you write all your own jokes. I'm like, yes, I write all my own jokes, but. Occasionally, someone, why are people asking you that? Just in general, people are like, "Well, what, how, where do you?" Sure. Be? Well, oh, I, you mean people, not other comics? Yeah, just in general. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean other. No, other comics like you write your own jokes, huh? Because I'm not buying you write your own jokes. Look at you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Look at you. Come Look on, man. You. Be honest. Like the James Bond of comedy. <laughs> be honest. Um, but it's, it's. I think you you need to talk about it. I did a joke on stage once, and this guy was like, "Huh." Then afterwards, I got a fucking text like 25 minutes later that was like, hey, man, my friend just saw you do a joke. Uh, here's my joke. And fucking he wrote his whole thing out. And I was like, oh, dude, yeah, you win, man. That's way better than mine. So Okay, so that has happened to you where like the same, a mm-hmm. similar concept, and you just you bow out. Yeah, and, but then it's also happened the other way where uh, I had a guy come up to me, and he had a joke about dying, doing what you love. And he was like, and uh, he, he goes, oh, I have a joke with that same kind of phrasing, but your joke is so much better that you know what I mean and then his and it wasn't like they were the same joke they were different jokes about the same premise My, he 
thought my joke was better. So whenever we were on a show together, he would not do his joke. If I wasn't there, maybe he still did it. But it didn't matter, and it didn't infringe on mine. And especially if he was doing it in front of people that had heard mine, mm-hmm. they're going to remember mine and then go, what are you doing? What is that? Like, so t- it's best for me if like, someone's got a better joke. You know, I told you I was accused of taking my dying doing what you love bit. This guy said I took it, I lifted it from him word for word. A he, different person. Yeah, this guy up in uh, the Northeast, like Massachusetts area. Okay. I do, I do live at Gotham. And on the show is this guy, Sean um, Cullen, I think. And, uh, yeah, I think, right? Is it Sean Cullen? Was he, he was on Last Comic Standard. That guy? That Sean Cullen? Uh, Sean Cullen? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Wait, so this is the guy that accused you of something? No, no, no. no. Oh, he so, told you someone was accusing so, you. No, so I, our episodes, are, we're on the same episode. So the night it airs, I'm like, great, I, I'm out. I come home, and I have this in, message in my Facebook inbox. that is a guy who's like, I went out tonight and I came home to watch my recording of Live at Gotham uh, to fr- see my friend Sean only to realize that uh, I see you doing my bit word for word about dying doing what you love. Now, I've looked up this person you mentioned. I've looked. He, this guy did all kinds of research to try to. And then he's like, uh, and, I, I, and I can't believe you took my joke and da 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 da. And I like read this over and over like. Is this a like? Is this a joke? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. First thing always is which who's, comic who's is fucking, fucking with me? Right, yeah, right. because I mean, it's so clearly my joke. And this guy's saying he's been doing it for like I've been doing it for five years before that. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, which is embarrassing when you have to go back and see that timestamp on something and go, shit, I should be writing new jokes on a quicker fucking <laughs> rate. But this guy was like, so I hit up the guy who he claims to be friends with, and I was like, hey man, what do you know about this dude? And he thinks I stole this bit, dude. Can I be? I, that's completely i've never heard of this guy i've never seen him i've never even done comedy up there he's not on youtube i don't have there's no video clip of him doing this bit like there's video of me doing the bit online i'm like what what am i supposed to do here and he goes dude that guy is a huge pain in the ass he's a troublemaker and nobody likes him and he's never going to make it out of that area so don't worry about it so was he delusional like there there there, you never even i don't know because i've never seen any footage of this guy telling these jokes so all i did was write him back because i know on if you you have to be as nice and as humanly possible online because if you're not that fucking message then gets added yeah. to something when i get a oh john's going to be on angel from hell and then this guy goes fuck john huck he wrote you know what i mean and he puts out some fucking insult it could bite you in the ass so yeah, my yeah. response was hey man i have never stolen a joke from anyone in my life uh, it sounds to me like we have similar premises which is always fine in comedy it's not a big deal i've never seen you i've never heard of you i don't have there's no video clip of you online doing the joke i apologize if you think i wronged you however i didn't because i don't know you and i've never seen you perform i've been telling this joke for five years you can go online and you can see it here 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 and here and i'm again i've i apologize if you feel that i've somehow shit on you uh and i didn't even say that because there was no swear words in the fucking thing it was just a nice clear like i'm very sorry here's my evidence i apologize that you feel upset and and if you need anything in the future please feel free to contact me and i never heard from him again so basically you diffused the anger because you didn't challenge yeah that's right. I, think you, fuck I think you man you, i think he wanted to why don't you fucking take your bit roll it up tight shove it in your dick hole yeah. which is what i wanted to say for sure because i was like how dare you fucking some you've never even fucking this is it. I've never seen you where are you where is it online show me some proof like in in the world of the internet there's no reason you can't go oh uh, yeah here's a video of me doing that 
Like that was the funniest thing to me when I was getting on Twitter and Nikki Glazer's like, no one cares where you're going up. Don't post that shit. Be as funny as you can. And I'm like, what if someone steals my jokes? She goes, you're out of your fucking mind. And all I did is like, looked at my phone like, oh yeah, it's it's written. Like when I write it, it's there. It's there forever. It's got a date. It's got a fucking... It tells you, oh man, this day I wrote... And people will steal your stuff. You, You have to... Like it or not, somebody somewhere, and I'm talking. I'm not talking about other professionals, right? I'm oh, just no, talking no, no, no. about the whole concept of of social networking and sharing. Sharing is where it got out of control because when you share something, initially you're, it was an innocent share, right? You're like, oh my god, what what John said was either profound or hilarious or whatever. I'm going to share this with my group of friends. And it starts there. And then eventually it's just like, I'm going to grab a piece of this and I'm going to share this and I'm going to get a little more of the tension. And I, I actually learned that back with YouTube when I did, you know, Policeman versus Fireman. Right. And it got, it, uh, it was featured on the front page back when that stuff like really, really it mattered, mattered, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what I learned very quickly is that people just want to steal your What were they doing? Success. Like paramedics versus hot dog vendors? There, yeah, there was a lot of that. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's like people would grab your video and remove your credit from it. And so they just wanted. They, they made sure that it, it still showed up as police versus firemen, but you were not watching it on their page. They were getting all the comments. They were getting the adulation. And it was just, it was interesting to me to see that happen. Just kind of go, wow, this is really weird. Like, people get jealous and angry and non-supportive. And then there's a whole other group of people that are just stoked that somebody did that and, they're very, and their sharing is genuine yeah. and you benefit from it. It's just that you're going to get all parts of that. So I guess what I'm saying is like, yeah, you, you can't, you cannot not post something or say right. something because you think that someone you'll lose your mind if you think that someone's always around the corner getting ready to take something. Right, from you. right. You're right. And 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 I try and to me, I, I just I honestly there's like a lot of things. Like I don't know if I could live with myself if I murdered somebody. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know if I could do that. And I just I feel like it would be hard for well, me. That's a that's a great reveal, John. I, I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad that that's how you look at but it. But I'm saying like it would be hard for me to wake up every day and look in the mirror and be like you're a comedian, right? Not that this is how I wake up every day, but but I mean, if I'm taking other people's shit and, and trying to make it my own, if I'm stealing from anybody to make my art look better, I don't know how the fuck you look at yourself in the mirror and okay. go, I'm a good person. Right, well, you say that, but then you've got this guy, the fat Jew. And what's happening is he has made so much money and so many people support him financially around him, it's pretty easy at some point because you've the people that matter the most are the people that are paying your bills, that are helping you make your wine or your your books or your TV shows. If they don't give a shit, and this goes back to what wasn't that was the whole argument with Carlos Mencia with Joe Rogan, right? Was just like this guy's still getting a TV show, whatever network it was, it was Comedy Central where it was at yeah, the time. Yeah, they're not stopping working with them. They don't give a shit. And it's just like if they're going to continue to pay somebody, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty million dollars, and they don't care, would you really stop at that point? Because the most, the justification that you're getting is that the networks. I mean, isn't the end game the twenty million dollars? The networks, the. Uh, do you know what? I guess for some people, the end game is twenty million dollars. I would rather make a much smaller living writing my own material and performing my own jokes and knowing that I never... And, and I'm not saying I can't collaborate. Like, I, we've written scripts together. I've written we scripts have. with other people. I've, You know what I mean? That I don't have problems with. And, like, helping friends on jokes, I have no problem with. And friends helping me figure out something, I have no problem with. But, like, if I were to, like, take your fucking jokes and then when you weren't around, I was, like, making them my own, I would feel... I'd feel like I fucked your wife. Do you know what I mean? Like, behind, Whoa! 
behind your back. Like I would feel like. Whoa! Did you hear that, toys? <laughs> but you know what I mean. It would be like that. I, I, I would I would see a piece of shit when I looked in the mirror, and for me. I don't want to see a piece of shit, so I would never do that. Now, if that fat Jewish guy can do that and he lives with himself, great. A per- I mean, karma, maybe he gets pushed in front of a bus. Who no, knows? No, come on. Now, this goes back to you can't live with yourself with murder. Come on. I didn't push him in front of the oh, bus. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm... Maybe he follows Ned Beatty down the tunnel in Superman and he gets pushed out in front of the train. Everybody remember that? No? All right. Um, I get to meet Warren Beatty next, this week. Really? This week. Worked with the, the Schwarzenegger. Nick Schwarzenegger. Uh, Nick Schwarzenegger. So, um, not to change it. So, this goes, the whole point of bringing this back up, I guess, is one of the things that, and, and the reason why I bring this whole thing up about comedy was because somebody who wasn't a comedian came up to me and said, Hey, can I ask you a question about the state of stand up comedy? Because, you know, obviously, when somebody knows you're in it, it's, they'll ask you about what you do. And they were just kind of like, I've watched a lot of shows lately, and I just, and this is a regular person, this right, isn't a stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, I just, I'm not feeling any of these. I, 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 I want to laugh. And he, and there, and he was like, I, I'm, I'm all over the place. And he's got all the live streams like I do. And I said, you know, it's a little bit harder for me because I'm in the business. I said, but I do, I feel, I'm a fan just like you are, and I do want to laugh. And I, and I, I do think part of the problem is I'm not trying to slam on anybody specific. I have nothing against anybody who does what they do. And if somebody wants to offer you an hour special, you take it. Take it, it baby. You never say no. You take, take it. it. Okay, I will start there. Even and if you've always got say five that. minutes, you take that hour. Even if I don't like you, I would be shocked oh, yeah. if you said, no, I'm not no. taking that hour. Yeah. But I think what's happened is they're being offered too quick because they need the, the material. And, I, and, and in talking to some people, some experts within that field have said that they have moved away from what Comedy Central used to be really good at, which was a breeding ground like the Live at Gotham's, where you give people six, seven, eight minutes yeah. to showcase them. You do Live at Gotham's. You find out you what reactions you get from people, and you build off of that. So, But they don't, want, they don't like to fill content that way. For whatever reason, they just want one person doing an hour. They don't want to do eight people doing an hour. Yeah. And I don't know why. They obviously have a reason for not doing doing it but by cutting that out i think that that's going to create this vacuum right now where people are like oh i'm gonna watch this and then they watch and they go oh okay is there anything else right which is unfortunate and i agree with you they're just they're flooding it with with people that are it's not necessarily that they're not funny it's just that whatever this material is or whatever doing an hour doing, is very hard yeah no fuck no one's saying that's easy by any <laughs> means am i saying doing an hour it seems is easy. like oh you're hours worth of work boohoo whatever no no it's really hard to, but to do that at the same that. time the hour once it's honed and yes. ready for a special isn't the work the work about doing a special is then stressing about the fucking special right. you know what i mean it's like <laughs> <laughs> there it is, <coughs> ladies and gentlemen. We got ourselves a show. Got but if like you're show. coming in, like you know, you're worried about getting asses in the seats and the director and the camera guys and all that shit. Like you've got your hour. You're, that's the fun part. Is telling you it should be the fun part. If it doesn't look like it's the fun part, something's wrong. Agreed. Agreed. But when people say that, oh, you only work an hour a night. No, dude, I had to drive 45 hours to get here. I work in a car driving. Like, what are you talking about? So that being said, that was a whole good good comedy conversation. I I I, I never want to lean too heavy on that stuff because it could bore all the people. But I think that well, no, we I mean, I'm not shitting on anybody. Like you said, no, no, I'm saying a, that oh. I don't want to bore our listeners. Oh, like oh, these guys all they do is talk no, about stand up. Th- no, but listen, I think our listeners, uh, if they are I, listeners to us, they I, listen to stand up, and most of true. them are pretty avid fans of the genre, of this the art form in general. So let me ask you something. Yeah, do you like listening to stand up more than watching stand up? Like I have Sirius in my car, sure, and I going take taking the exact opposite. I actually enjoy. I get more. I laugh more when I'm listening to it 
on the radio than I do when I'm watching it on any of these services. Well, the thing is, for me, I usually... I, I don't listen to it too much, but I do put it on every once in a while. There's Raw Dog, there's Comedy Central Radio, and then there's this new one, The Greats. Oh, yeah, Channel yeah, yeah, 94. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll tell you, <clears throat> like, Raw Dog has some good, I guess, talk people on there, too, that I, I, I don't mind. Uh, they, they go... Like, that's where I listen to, like, a lot of the stuff about Amy Schumer, and they, they'll, they talk about, you know, comedic topics of the okay. day or whatever. Um, and then... And then I like I like listening I like listening to like Richard Pryor. Do you know what I mean? Like when when I'm in the car and I hear Richard Pryor or like Bill Hicks, I really like Stanhope too. When Doug Stanhope comes on, I'll always listen. Uh-huh. Um, but I do, and it's not that I don't enjoy watching those guys because I do. I love all their specials. I think they're fucking phenomenal. But but listening, I really enjoy because you're. It just takes you. I don't know. It's just enjoyable. You're in a car. Like Todd Berry to me is so fucking funny. Like I just hear him in the car and I laugh and I listen the whole time he's on. Like, I, did you see his 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 little uh, comedy thing, the road work it, thing? Yeah, but the it was interesting because I, then it's like you kind of know it's a work in progress, so you're actually looking at it in a completely different light. You know what I'm saying? It like, was so that it was one, a workout thing, but yeah. it, it, but it wasn't it wasn't it, it's not a work in progress though. That special to me was just. He was just doing crowd work. It was right, but you know what I'm saying. It's like when you know going in, like okay, yeah. But you, I mean, you work in progress. He didn't of, hone those jokes to make them no, into an. That's out. what those, I'm saying. Those were gone in the wind as soon yeah. as he said them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was, was an interesting, interesting one yeah. because that that's a that's a very risky type of. Yeah, you know, if this is your first exposure to people, which obviously he doesn't care. I mean, he's doing it as an, a, and, in a form of art, and and, and also that cost Netflix no money because I bet he hired a cameraman and an sure. audio guy to just follow him. He got friends to do it or whatever, yeah. and then gave it to Netflix, yeah. and then they split because everyone. I mean, not everyone, but Todd Berry is, uh, you know, at the top of his game, and a lot most people who follow comedy know who Todd Berry is. So yeah. they're going to watch that because it costs what you're you're already paying for the subscription to Netflix. You're going to watch an hour of Todd Berry do crowd work, of course. Like, why not? Right. So um, back to Schwarzenegger. So yeah, um, sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. I just, I just wanted to, um, you know, wrap that little uh, thing up into a beautiful little comedy package. Put a little ball on. Um, so yeah, I had to work with him last week, and I've worked on other things that he's done before. But there, there was one. Here's the thing about world, like he's like worldwide famous. Like oh, there, yeah. some people are like famous, famous, and then there's like okay, everybody. Yeah, Schwarzenegger, knows who Keanu that Reeves, like there's Johnny certain Depp. people yeah. that everybody knows. Tom Cruise, whatever. Like Fabio. everybody. Well, to an extent, you are yeah. correct. John Huck. John, well, okay. Um, but there was this thing uh, he was doing. I can't really talk about exactly what we were doing, but whatever, because uh, NDAs. It's, a, it's an NDA, a non-disclosure yeah. agreement but, for those of you listening. But what happened was, so I went into the area where they were shooting. And, and he had to walk back and forth. He wasn't doing any dialogue. He was just walking back and forth doing his thing. And unfortunately, right where I got stuck was right at the end of one of his paths. So it's had to this look constant, at you? always <laughs> ending up two feet from my face. Is he and, looking at you? Well, eventually, I did like the total submissive loser thing, which is... <laughs> I put your fucking head I down. Lo- I put my head down. <laughs> Or I would pretend like I was looking at the monitor, right? And it was just, it got so uncomfortable because it would go on for like 10 minutes. And it just, it just kind of wrecks the whole like, oh, this is really cool. Like, listen, I'm, 
I am not going to lie to you because I truly believe that I am no different than any other person on planet Earth. When there are people that are famous and you know that there's an opportunity for you to be around them, you have for one second in your life a delusional concept, a conceptual idea that they are going to like you. Yeah, and be And they're going to want to be like, you know what? We should totally hang out. So Let's get Brian in my next movie. Let's get him on the private jet. <laughs> everybody has that moment where you think, you know, today mm-hmm. they're really going to like me for who I am. And they're going to go, I'm so glad to add you to my friend list. Now, of course, that never happens. Almost never. No, no, no just never. Let's okay. just go with never right, because okay. you're just leaving the window, the door open for some... Hey, there's always hope, baby. But I think, well, no, no, even though, even if you said it's 100% not going to happen, you, me, everybody else will still, when it happens, they will get in that situation and still in their head, they're going to be like, this. so it was just one of those things that it's like, oh, man. And then, you know, then they would take a break. And he was smoking a cigar in the thing, so he would he would come to my left, and there was a there was a there was a, a projector between the two of us, so like that was a the buffer. amount of space. Yeah, basically that's it, the amount of space. And he would just sit there, and every once in a while, I could feel him because I didn't want to just. Sti- I could feel him just like looking at me, and most of it was probably he was just killing time because he like <laughs> needed something to do. But I was just like, I'm not, and, I, and then my whole time, I'm like a dog. I'm like, I'm not going to look at you. I'm not, I'm Are you not starting gonna... to sweat at this point? And like no, warm, but like, it was just uh... inside my head. I'm like, what is your problem? Oh my God. <laughs> just look at the guy. And if you don't want to look at him anymore, like, what's he going to do? Look at me and go, what are you, what are you, what are you looking at, punk? What are you lo- <laughs> like, like, What if just... he did? He shoved, he pokes you in the chest. What are you looking at, punk? And the thing is with him, and, and, and afterwards, so a couple of the other guys I was working with, he took pictures with them, and then I got like, for, and then I got excited, and I was like, well, maybe I should take a picture with them. And they ran over, and they're like, hey, would you take a picture with our boss? And they're like, no, we're too busy, we got to go. And I'm like, well, that's not humiliating at all, because he took pictures of everybody else, and then not me. But not, I had, that's how I looked at it, but it really was like, he just had to go. Like, it was just like, no, it's not going to happen. But... That's what happens. You get so excited. Like, I don't, I don't, dude, I've been around, and you know this because of what I've done for a living. I've been around so many people. I've got like maybe three total pictures with people. I think Conan O'Brien, Garrett Morris, two. That's it. Garrett Garrett, Morris. And and, and Garrett, that was just kind of one of those things where it's like you just know somebody long enough and you're like, hey, let's get a picture. Let's get a picture together. Yeah. The Conan one was the only time I was like, Will you take a picture with me? And he's like, sure. Like he didn't care, but I felt so weird about it. I just yeah, it, like asking. So like literally, that's it. Out of hundreds of people I've been around, two pictures. I mean, I yeah. thought there was three, but apparently it's there's not. Two. It's just two. We have <laughs> we have two. one together at an All Star game from like ten years ago. <laughs> um, so when you get famous, it'll be three. Yeah, I, I I just think you're because you're right. Like I, there are some people online that I'm friends with that. They take a picture with everybody that they fucking see everywhere, and it's it it is a little obnoxious to even look at because I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, you bothered that guy again? You bothered this person? You bothered? But at the same time, like when I sat in front of Martin Short and Steve Martin, yeah, I wanted you fucking want- a photo with Martin Short and Steve. Are you fucking kidding me? Me in between those guys would be fucking. Hey, mom, look at this. Like, and tell me that there at, wasn't that moment at Don Rickles at a Don Rickles show. I was like, and then, but then as soon as we stood up, I was like, uh, and then everyone was like. And just they were inundated, just people fucking. Can I get a picture? And they were like, they were p- taking pictures, smiling, putting their arms around people, shaking hands, waving. They were doing it all. But I was like, I'm not getting in there. Yeah. I'm not you doing it. You have to, at I'm that point, then it. you got to be pushy, right? Which is, yeah, really and, weird, then, right? and then it becomes like, yeah, yeah, no, me, me, now, me, me, me. And it's like, these motherfuckers just stepped out of their house for probably the first time in like months to go out in public to go. To see comedy they love. But tell me that this didn't go through your head at least once. If you knew that they were sitting behind you, like in, in your dream scenario where they're where you're watching, you're laughing, and then they just tap you on the back, right? 
hilarious, right, guy that we don't know, right? I, I did know they we were sitting talk. behind me. And yeah. then, and then you thought to yourself, they're gonna, then they're gonna be like, we're all laughing together because we all have the same. We all like, we this should this, all go hang this, out with Rickles this, in the back. Yeah. You, this guy, you John's guy, a comedian. Yeah. He gets it. John, come, come on with, with us. us. Yeah. You're part of our team. Hey, bye, Michael Shea. Thanks for the ticket. <laughs> I'm going with Steve Martin and, <laughs> and Martin Short to go hang out with Don Rickles backstage. Oh, also, uh, Seth Rogen was there, but uh, I don't think he cared either. <laughs> it's so weird. I will, I, will, uh, um, I will say the only time that I looked cool with, with a famous person uh, was... I will say right now that you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, no. Cool and like... Actually, actually there, were, there were two times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are very small windows. But one was probably more cool than the other because one person was more famous. One of them was, was in both with my nephew, Ben. Okay. Who, like, I'm 20 years older than him, so he's just like, whatever, man. I'm just yeah. that dude, right? Shut up, pops. Yeah. So um, I told him, I said, you know, I'm friendly with James Franco. He's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, and so we ended up working on a movie, and he walked past, and he was like, hey, man, how are you doing? Good to see you. And I guess I look over at my Ben, my nephew, and he's just kind of got that. Holy shit. You weren't kidding. You weren't kidding. He walked right up to you and said, hi. Uh, what? First of all, I love kids. Like you, This kid, have you ever lied to him before? Have you ever just made shit up off the top of your head for no reason? No, but my former brother-in-law, um, he was a liar. Like I remember when I was a kid, he oh. told me, he was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I was in the Olympics. Like He was like saying stuff like, and I was like, you were in the Olympics? You're so cool. Because that's what he wanted to hear. And then later, they're like... He was never in the Olympics. What are you talking about? He was lying to you. He was lying about a lot of things, but he definitely wasn't in the Olympics. Yeah. So you never want to be that. I would never say that if it wasn't true. And I, I also don't go, oh, you know, me and Franco, we're tight. We got each other's phone numbers. Yeah. We don't have any of that stuff. Right. We just worked on multiple things together. He's been to the building a million times. Where we, we, he knows who I am. I know who he is. I know his name. He doesn't remember my name. But he knows who I am. At the same time, do you and he would go James to the comedy Franco club to... all the time. And his 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 business partner knows me on a personal basis. I totally separate. That's but that's why. And it's like so. It's it's not. It's 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 cool. But at the same time, it's not one of these things where I don't use it as a calling card and pretend like oh we're you know we're tight. This I like, just want to drop the name. I of just the said to him, I go. Well, I was saying as a story <laughs> kidding, of like kidding. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But this like him not believing. But you that's so rare. Other than that, it's like no nothing. Yeah, I mean, there are you know, there are people like it. It make it. I it makes me. I enjoy the fact that when Stanhope plays a comedy store, I can go down there and I can't get into the show because it's sold out. But I can wait for him out on the patio and he'll come out and have a beer with me and be nice. There's something about that. I had the same thing with, that I used to do with Dave Attell. Like I, yeah. there were certain people that you look up to, and when they recognize you and they know you, and yeah, I, you're like, holy and shit, you're, yeah, cool. It makes you feel good. I'm not gonna lie about it. I know all like, these years I've been out here. I'm going on my 16th year out here. I'm not going to lie to you. I still like looking at the Hollywood sign. Okay. I still think that's cool. And I still get little, little gigglies inside when I see famous people. And if anybody acknowledges me that is, that is, that is well-known within the general public, I think that's cool. Yeah. I do. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I mean, of course. if that makes me like, I, that means I'll never be famous or whatever the case. You know what I mean? That whole thing no, of like, no, oh, no, you, no. you know what I'm saying? But that's how some people pretend. Like, well, yeah, of course I should know who you are. You know, Look, but. you got involved in this business because it excited you and yeah. it, it fucking sparked creativity and it made you happy and, and, and you've been at it for 16 years. So when you see other people that have succeeded and that are doing well or that are doing things you like and they recognize you and acknowledge you. Or don't, you, or you're just around them or they or stare you, at you awkwardly. Yeah, or Schwarzenegger just paces and stares at you and wonders what the fuck you're doing in his eye line. <laughs> He's like, why did they put that guy there? Uh, I want it out so bad. But yeah, I won't say anything to uh, to Warren Beatty. 
To go back to the whole thing about why? Well, I mean, I guess you just could say Ishtar was good. So basically, <laughs> what you're saying is start a start a fight. Start a fight with Warren Beatty. Start a f- saw you in that Madonna movie. What the fuck was that all about? <laughs> He's like, what? That was like 1986. Uh, okay, so so that being said, <laughs> I, I won't name any names. So we, I went out. I went. I got up to this 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 gathering, right? So this, but see this. Now it's funny you would bring that up. Sounds like a Be- bunch of hippies. Well, it was just a bunch of dudes got together for dinner, right? And Ooh, we were waiting, and it yeah. was in it was in uh, it was in uh, West Hollywood. So it was in one of those like we're all you're most likely somebody famous is going to be there. It's one of those popular places. You got to wait a long time, even though you have a reservation to get your seat, like that kind of crap. Right. No names to be dropped. Just want you want to give you the scenario. So we're standing at the door. And uh, Kevin Connolly, who plays E on um, Entourage. Entourage, who actually had top, I just watched that movie on a plane, had top billing in the movie, which I found smart but interesting because Vince is not even a main character in these own. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, it was mostly about E. To be it was, with you. yeah, it was. But um, and I'm familiar, I've watched, I've, I've seen, I've seen all the stuff. Right? Sure. Um, and he walks in and he's like, "Hey guys, how you doing?" Like you know, it's very like he didn't say it like I know you guys know me or whatever. I think a lot of like. People that are that are recognized, that's a very that that's the way they disarm a situation. They just walk in, they don't put their head down or pretend like they don't. Right. They just go, hey, how you doing? Whatever. But by virtue of also doing that, you open up the door when you acknowledge the people that are in front of you. There's a chance someone is going to be a doofus is going to follow up. So the, one of the guys we were with is like, hey man, can I talk to you for a second? I was like, oh no, no, not only know this guy, so I really wasn't quite sure. And I and he turned his back to me and it was really noisy, so I didn't really hear what the conversation was. And I just kind of saw Kevin Conley going, "Yeah, yeah, all right, man, yeah, yeah, okay, good." And I was like, "Oh, okay, well, they must know each other or had something." So afterwards, he walks away. He goes, "Yeah, I was just letting him know that uh, I was on a. He was directing an episode of a show that I was on, and that he fired me, and I was laughing about it. And I was just like, oh, dude, that's like that's that thing where like he probably was like, ha, 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 can I get out of here now? Yeah, like, I, what? This is uncomfortable. Yeah, and it was just and it was funny because he was laughing about it. And I, in my mind, I'm thinking he may have thought it was funny. He may have. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but there's also part of him was like, really, really, bring up You're the gonna... fact that I fired you, and, like... and, and 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 put me on the defensive." Yeah, and maybe want, I you, didn't even. I probably don't remember that happening. Or like, I mean, do you really want to talk about how bad you were or why I fired you? Like I wasn't like probably a, a moment. He probably didn't. You know, I mean, a lot of times, as you know, with t- TV directing, it's not, a lot of times it's a producerial decision. Yes, they're like, we need to get rid of this guy. Like, all right. it's it's a, a you're written out of something. I mean, there's a million different reasons, yeah. or you were miscast on accident. And sometimes afterwards, they're like, oh, you know what? We wanted this another is not guy. Gonna who work. We yeah. was you. <laughs> And which, as you know, you know, acting, that's a very difficult thing. It's something you just kind of have to, de- you have to learn to deal with because it does happen. You can be called all the way in. You could go through all the table reads and then all of a sudden they're like, you know what? We're going to, we're going to bring in somebody else. Eric just- fucking Stoltz made half of Back to the Future. Got a little more than fucking past the audition process. Made half the movie. And they were like, this is not working, and fired him and brought in Michael J. Fox, and it became a huge franchise, like yeah. which, which they were planning on anyway. But like, and then he—I mean, I don't know Eric Stoltz at all. He was in Mask. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just in case you want to know what he continued who he, to act. Who he is. It didn't break him in the sense that he didn't stop no, no. working. He kept at it. Now maybe, his and that's career, a shitty situation to be in. I'm imagining. I can't. That. I cannot imagine you're like going home every day, like talking to your wife or your girlfriend or your buddies like yeah dude so fucking Steven Spielberg and Zemeckis and we're doing this thing and it's fucking I'm in a fucking floating car and the guy from Taxi's in it and like you just you'd the be, guy from you'd be so it. fucking pumped and then you come home one day and they're like hey what's with the long face like oh uh, yeah yeah I got fired I got fired <laughs> you know they went with another guy you sound like Will Ferrell there for a sec oh sorry but 
I mean, I'm just trying to be a sad Eric Stoltz. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if 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 guys like that can bounce back, the fact that I didn't get a, you know, I get called in for a commercial audition on a Saturday and still don't get it, I'm just like, okay, what, fuck it, whatever. You need to put sad Eric Stoltz in your um, uh, special skills, Tom. I can, below. I can do a real sad Eric Stoltz telling his friends he was just fired from Back <laughs> to the Future. Guys, guys, all right, here we go. We're out. Guys, Here's guys, what I got. It's, uh, Here's what I got. It's, it's not. Uh, uh, I'm not going to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I got laid off. Laid off. Well fired. So it's so the the question of course is um if given the opportunity to awkwardly have a conversation with Warren Beatty I wouldn't even know yeah what to say cuz no, he's very oh. political right like Oh fuck that don't say anything political Well that's what I'm saying so yeah. but you know the dumb shit move I'm an idiot so what's what do you think the like, first thing about gun control <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump, <laughs> Donald Trump's cool. Like, I don't know what you're. You know, that's what you do when you're like whatever you don't do. Say, don't don't yeah don't don't, don't talk. Don't about. say Ishtar. Don't say Ishtar. Don't say Ishtar. Yeah. Hey Ishtar, I mean fuck. Like yeah yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I would honestly, the guy, if you were really trying to have a conversation with him, he took Bonnie and Clyde the script around to a bunch of different movie studios, and they were like, dude, go fuck yourself. And he went and funded the movie and made that movie himself, and that launched his career. And he still makes his own movies now. Why wouldn't you? I mean, if it worked for you the first time, you know what I mean? But like, I'm just saying, like that would be something like, hey, man, I really uh, just want to know you're, you're inspiring in the, the way you got into the business and what you did, and everyone was telling you to fuck off, and you were like, you know what? You suck my Warren Beatty cock. That's what I'm kind of hoping. That's kind of the direction I hope word it goes. Word for word, or, say that. Or I'll see him from a distance and, <laughs> and, and say uh, nothing. Say nothing. <laughs> Take a photo of him at craft service That's eating it. up a handful of M&Ms. It's actually at a wedding. So if there's craft service at the wedding, then <laughs> get... Wait, oh, you're, oh, I thought he was, he was coming down to the building. No, 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 this no. no. Is... I don't do that anymore. This was a one-off this last oh, thing. Oh, all right. A Sorry. I no, no, I'm saying. Schwarzenegger no, no. was calling in some heavy hitters for some fucking thing he's doing. Yeah, that's right. I'm a heavy hitter. He's like, I'm doing this pacing movie where I just pace pacing? and I stare at Brian. I want as many people to come down as I can get. Everyone just looks at you the whole time. Like, why is Brian here? We need him to look at while we pace. Uh, interesting side note. Uh, not interesting side note. Just moving on. Um, your show. So what's going on with your show, by the way? Somebody said, uh, like, ran it at your show, Angel from Hell. So oh, somebody it's, said, my, it's my show, guys. Well, in, yeah. in this circle, it's you're on it, so it's sure. your show. So somebody had said to me, I go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know John, uh, I, I, they, somebody that I ran into was telling me that they're they like, yeah, I called John because I, I, saw, I saw his picture on the show. And I was like, picture? I'm like, is he not, has oh, no, not, no, has yeah. he not aired yet? He goes, no, no, there's a lot of John's picture. In the show, but like, because I haven't seen the show. So can you explain what, what they meant when they were saying that to me? Yeah, I can. When I I shot one episode, I, uh, the sixth episode I'm in, right? Which is going to be this coming. Okay, so you have tomorrow. Not, okay. Be, when well, you're listening to this, it will be tomorrow night uh, okay. on CBS. I will be on. Or in the if you're listening to this in the future, it's already been on, so. Right, but if you're listening to this the day What's it comes the name out, of the episode? Uh, I'm not sure the name of the episode. I can try to find out, I guess, but. Um, it's the sixth episode. It's the one that's it's number six. If you're DVRing the show, I don't okay. know. DVI, DVRing, Ring. Okay. Um. So yeah, it'll be on tomorrow. But what happened was, as they got further into the show, shooting it, they were coming up with ideas for past things. So what they did was reshot episode two to include some Easter eggs for the upcoming episodes. And Jane Lynch's character introduces in episode six some of her ragtag buddies. Okay. And um, what they wanted to do is in episode two, they, she takes her to an art gallery, an art opening, or an art installation, whatever you call it. But there are pictures of 
all her friends okay. scattered throughout the art gallery. So the, there's a big photo of me within that episode in the art gallery. Now, is it an old, <clears throat> old photo headshot, or did you actually... No, they shot... Dan Scardino was the... Um, <clears throat> excuse me, was the... Uh, <clears throat> Don Scardino was the uh, director. Okay. And he... Came over to your house with his no, phone? No, uh, well, oh, while okay. I was shooting my second episode, episode 11, because <clears throat> after episode 11, they were going to then shoot episode 2, and then shoot episode 12. Okay. So he took, my, he took a bunch of pictures of me on set, leaning against the bus and being on the bus, and one of those photos is what ended up on episode 2, me, okay. me and the bus at the driver's seat. All right. How many... And so, so this is the first time you're on it, and then you said you're on it, so the next time we see you is episode 11? No. Well, the first time was that picture in episode 2, now... Tomorrow night will be episode well, actual six. Actual acting, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you were, yeah, okay. yeah I, I, I'm so how many there. total episodes again? Just well, three if you're coloring the picture. Otherwise, just two with the speaking. Uh, lines. Okay, yeah. All right, for this so, season, is yeah, this, yeah. This season is done. Season is, is wrapped, and they're they're showing it in order right now. So it's thank going. God they're showing it in order. I really appreciate it when a show shows. <laughs> what is this in order. episode twelve? It's week two. What's happening? Who did this programming schedule? <laughs> well, John Huck called in and said he, he thought he needs episode really, six on now. <laughs> he said that he wanted his family to see him in one. So if you could just, he wanted us to move it move, forward. We didn't think it was a big deal. Move up the date, I guess. Right? It's just like mixing just, up songs on the radio. Look, I mean, what John really Huck wants, John Huck gets. That's he right. was on set for literally four hours. Yeah, you read his contract. We yeah, that's in his writer. Yeah, it's final cut and order of episodes um no yeah so yeah that's that was that when people say they saw my picture i think it was only in that one episode but i've still been promoting it kind of on a weekly basis because one i do want people to watch it because i would like it to come back for a second season and that's like the selfishness of me like i want they keep telling me i would come back if they came back so i want them to come back on the other hand also if they have killed me off or somehow i would be okay with that as well and i would still promote the show because I'm not kidding you when I say that that cast and crew was some of the nicest people I've ever met in Hollywood. They were phenomenal. It was crazy. Well, let's let's hope so. Let's hope this is you know yeah, they, you, they the get good like, feedback. I and... want good people to have. A sh- I mean, that show they're all like a giant fun family. So if they got to do another season of that, they would be in heaven. They would love it. You know. Do you know how it's doing? No pun intended. I don't know how it's doing. Actually, I'm very bad at following up on numbers and do stuff. You, re- you know what though? That's one less stressful thing. Yeah, I don't want to look at it and, and and feel freaked out because I always hear shit like, well, you know. People say the grinders losing rate. I'm like, the grinders the funniest show on television. Like, why? How is it? <clears throat> you know. But then you think they canceled the rest of development in its prime. They canceled. You know. What I mean, the networks are insane. But CBS has a track record for keeping things on and letting them find their home, letting them find an audience. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like NBC. I've seen. You know, we've all seen that shit. They cancel like two lines into a pilot. Like, boop, technical difficulties. <laughs> Sorry, we're done here. Wrap it up. Go home. I wonder and, if that's ever happened. I mean, it, dude, do you think? Well, I remember Tone. You know Tone Bell? No, I think it was Tone Bell. He got. Oh no, no, uh, Malcolm uh, Bennett, uh, Bar- Barnett, uh, verbal rapper, uh, verbal. Fuck, I can't remember his online name, but he's he's an actor that I, I was doing this comedy show with, and the next day, because we were talking, hanging out, the next day I see in the paper he got added to the cast of the Coach reboot. Okay. He's like, he's going to be on coach. And I was like, oh, fucking sweet, man. I just saw that guy. He's really funny. Good for him. I'm going to send him a text when I think about it. You know, when I get, whenever I'm, I'm going to send him a, a, like, congratulations thing. Like, in my head, I was like, say, say something to him. I went out to do something. I, like, came back that afternoon. I picked up my phone. I was like, went onto Facebook to find him. And, like, one of the first things I see is NBC pulls plug on coach reboot. And that I was, was like, quick. I was like, holy shit. Like, Added in the morning, canceled in the evening. Like, I'm like, that is so fucking Hollywood and so annoying. But to me, it was like, why are we bringing back Coach? Because Parenthood was successful. That's why. But 
but we don't need like do something else with Craig T. Nelson then. You know what I mean? Ride that wave of the parenthood success, but don't reboot Coach. Like I don't want to see Cheers re-upped. I don't want to see a new Mash. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to see that shit. I want to see there's people making shows like The Grinder. Like I mean I don't watch too much Grandfathered, but like that show. There's other shows that are original and funny and doing well and should be watched instead of like oh man i hope they bring back my favorite show from 1989 <laughs> like well it's not that they're not doing that as much as they're they're just take, making a safe bet of something that was already successful they th- once they think and they the hope it's they going think. to be successful they think. but it typically does not work that no, way michael it's j actually, fox sean hayes fucking you can the list goes on about people that are trying to bring back the tv because because they were successful on family ties on will and grace and a it's lot like, of it has to do with the time when it happened the time yeah. the writing staff it's a it's a fucking team effort yeah. a sitcom a tv show show is a such a team effort and i don't you know yeah you can say without the writing it doesn't get made without the actors without the camera guys it doesn't yeah it but without all of you nothing happens correct and 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 you catch that lightning in a bottle i mean you think about how many shows go on the air every year and how many of them fucking last like four percent last or whatever it is like a crazy i have no uh, research done by the way but like so yeah michael (laughs) j fox and 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 mallory and skippy and fucking you know all the tina yothers and all those people family ties made that show great because we all liked Family Ties, doesn't mean I want to watch Michael J. Fox have two kids in the city. And li- like, I'm like, what is this? No, like- you know what you're supposed to do, and and I and I want everybody that's that's that is um, that's on a successful show right now that's listening to the show. <laughs> yeah, first of all, send us a letter and let us know what successful show you're on. That when your show's run comes to an end, the rule is you do not do a reboot ten years later. You do a song and dance variety show once. Once you come back five, six, seven years later, song and dance variety show on a network, and then that's it. Would Battle of the Network Stars count as the variety show? No, it has no. to be song and dance stuff. Everybody's like wearing SNL. top hats, and no, 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 just like a variety whole... shows back in the day. Okay, the whole thing is a variety show. I don't. I'm trying to think. No, well, I mean, like for me, there was like the Mandrell Sisters variety show, but that was a variety show. But that that type of variety show, the Brady Bunch did it. I'm, I'm using the Brady Bunch as a, as a model. Donnie and Marie, that kind of thing. You come out, you do a big number up front. And then you do some Sunny really, share yeah. shit. And yeah, right. And now, how, maybe somebody jumps in the falls in the water. Hear me out. Hear me out. Now, what do you think of this? If you have a successful run on a television show and that run ends, you move on and do something else too. Like besides a variety show, you could also be on another TV show. That's true. Or you could all move on to make movies. Do a movie. That's right. I mean, I don't know if anyone's thought of that. I'm just saying. <laughs> If, for whatever reason, you're a one and done. So right. you have your but, only thing that ever worked for right, you is right, that right. one thing. Yeah, you're Emmanuel Lewis. Variety show. Is now, he still alive? I don't think so. Uh, oh, okay. Um, the variety show thing, I get. R.I.P. But I also would not, I don't condemn anyone no one's for, do it ever for, for rebooting uh, a thing 10 years later if that's all they ever had. Do you know what I mean? Like, if the guy from Bosom Buddies, who's not Tom Hanks, wanted to redo Bosom Buddies, I go, okay, that guy needs a paycheck. Let him redo Bosom Buddies. Like, Look, man, here's the thing. It will fail. First but... off, I was just kidding oh. about the variety show oh, thing. But oh. that's how they used to do it. Yes. That's yeah. how they used to roll back in and the And I day. remember the Mandrell sisters. And... Yeah. I, used to, I watched all those variety, variety shows for a while had quite a run. There were a lot of variety shows on TV. Yeah, there were. They had quite the run. And it was, and some of them were fun to watch. I mean, it was just, but there was, a, again, Which is so different time. Yeah. They tried to do it, I think, like five, maybe five, seven years ago. It doesn't. Variety shows don't work anymore. You know, primetime sketch shows like Carol Burnett does, just doesn't. You, you, again, I don't, I'm not saying it couldn't happen in the future, but right, right now it's just, it doesn't seem that that's what people are interested in. 
So um, going back to uh, other shows that people should watch, uh, Baskets, which is, oh, Zach, have you yeah. seen it yet? I have not. I got a DVR. Got to okay. watch it. Uh, one of our future guests who I've already talked about will be on the show, which is Louis Anderson. Nice. Um, so uh, We can't do that in here. Huh? We can't have him in here. He's never. He's not in L.A. that oh, much. We may him? have to do a phoner on right, him. Yeah, it might be. Say, a, you know, he, needs a, to, he would sweat to death in here. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, no, sweating. I'm going to fix it. I'm not. This oh. is not always going to be like this. Oh, we can always off? move into another area that's got AC. Oh, okay. And it hopefully is not always going to be ninety. Well, then again, I guess it probably is always going to be. 90 it was fucking like ninety degrees in October. And now it's ninety degrees again in February. So, so what I liked about baskets, and this is pretty much common knowledge now, if you read the press on it. Um, but before the press, when, um. Uh, when Louie was telling me the story was that, um, you know, the, the, so Zach it, it did the show with Louis C.K. and they were just kind of talking about the characters in the show. And what I thought was really cool about what's the, the angle that Zach had on it was instead of like casting very specific or like, you know, giving it to the cast and director say this, so I want to go find these actors. He was like, I want this character to be this, and my friend um, Martha Kelly, who's somebody else. That, I don't know if you know Martha or not. The name is familiar. Um, so Martha, sweetheart, <clears throat> never acted in her life, but Zach, one of Zach's really good friends, he was like, "I, I'm just you're going to be the the Martha character in my show." And she's like, "Yeah, but I don't know how to act." He's like, "I don't care. <clears throat> I want you to be you, and I'm going to give you the lines, and that's that." And yeah. with like Louie. He and Louis Anderson were talking about who should play Zach's mom, and he's like, "Well, I want the mom to have like a unique voice, like a Louis Anderson, like yeah. a, like Louis Anderson's voice." And and they talked about it. They're like, "Well, why don't we just get Louis Anderson and see if he wants to play your mom?" And they just called him, and he was like, "Yeah, I would love to play her. I think that's hilarious. I'll play your mom." And that was it. It was literally a phone conversation, and he was in it. And there he was, was no like win an Emmy for come it. Come in and <laughs> come in and you know do these. There's there no like casting sessions. They yeah. just literally went around and went, "I want you on the show." I want you on the show, and there's something really to me. I'm not. I'm not dismissing casting. That casting is extremely no. important. And you know, I, the movie that I made, I would never have cast it as well because I don't specialize in that stuff. But in this specific instance, I do like it from time to time when somebody has an opportunity, like Zach, and he's like, "I just want these people, and I'll make it work. Trust me, it'll work." Yeah. And you have to have that. Like, trust me. Again, I know this. FX, these... FX has made that a a thing. Like they. For what they put on Always Sunny. That was a fucking huge risk. That mm-hmm. was a show. Even when I've gone into pitch meetings, like that show would never get made today. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Baskets is a risk. Like Louis is a risk. They gave him total control. Yeah. They gave Louis complete control of that show. So, which is a deal that nobody in TV has. And I mean, fucking nobody. Like everybody answers to somebody and they're like, whatever you turn into us, we'll air. Yeah. Like that was the that's deal. a huge fucking risk because I know that some of those executives don't have that vision that Louis has. And when they see those episodes, they must be like, what the fuck is this? And then, <laughs> and then they realize that it's beyond their scope with their fucking pea brains or whatever. And they're like, yay, we should... We're... And that show's on hiatus, I believe, actually. Yeah, for right? years. He's gonna he's doing whatever he wants now. Yeah, yeah that's it. Anyway, so Baskets, I watched it, and, and I actually like it. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to watch it uh, soon. And I, and I will tell you, it is, it's, it's quirky, it's, it's kooky, you don't go in there thinking this is going to be some sort of broad-based comedy. Oh, like, no, 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 so, no. Zach Galifianakis, I, I pretty much like, it's going to be probably on the darker side. And But, there's, but what I liked about it, to be honest with you, is that even though the, the characters are really weird and really quirky, they did a really good job of developing the characters. So you feel for them. So it's like you may not have anybody in your life that you can relate to <laughs> right. in respect to those characters, which is a lot of what broad-based comedy is, is try to find something that's got common ground with everybody. Yeah. 
That's not the necessarily the case here, but you feel for these characters and, and where they are in their lives. And there are people that are out there that are like that, and that's that's the thing. But yeah, Louis, by the way, um, I'm I'm so excited for him because he's knocking it out of the park. It's hilarious. Yeah, no, good. Him, him playing the mom is is awesome. I mean, that's great. We, I mean, what if he wins an Emmy? You know what I mean? Like, I love the fact that now guys like you know CK and Zach up, they're going to be up for consideration for stuff like this. Like people are. Uh, comedy is is becoming, you know, bigger than two clowns falling down or whatever. It's just it's like people are taking. It sounds stupid. People are taking comedy seriously. People are like acknowledging that that some of these shows are are a higher class of art form than your three camera. And I'm not shitting on three camera. No, no, no. Everything has its purpose. Yeah, Everything yeah. has its place. And it's all subjective. Whatever you like, you like. Don't let fucking anybody tell you different especially in me jesus i know it's it's time we got to wrap this up before you and i both collapse yeah i got this some is butt what, are those, sweat. what are those hot boxes that they do down in arizona where people are like dying because they're sitting in the uh it's a sweat lodge sweat lo- <laughs> we're doing a sweat lodge i just saw it's i just saw special. my spirit animal uh run into a hole don't eat that peyote shit. that's actually shit from your bowels because <laughs> your body is uh, is actually uh, breaking down and you're just shitting your pants now what are you doing i'm eating peyote dude that is not peyote what where did you get that out of my pants okay um, oh, yeah, we didn't even get into weddings. I wanted to ask you what, if, if before you got married, if you uh, went to other people's weddings and just picked them apart and wanted to know what you could do for yours. No, not at all. Absolutely not. Why is that? What you, is that what you think? We just we just start thinking. We're just thinking about it a lot. You know, we're just seeing what we like, and what we don't like. And listen, I, my whole thing was that with weddings, they're events, and they are not. They're about you, but they're not for you. And right, that, and that's the thing is like. Whatever happens, you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be shaking a lot of hands. You're going to have a lot of people that are going to want to be around you because there's that weird fascination of like, I want the groom or the bride to like me the most today so that I can get a little bit of that love. It's the same thing we going to circle back to social networking and, yeah. and stealing a little bit of the love. There's, there's so many weird dynamics about it. I just say you guys do whatever makes you happy that day and just know it'll be over soon enough. Hula hoops and tacos, everybody. Hula hoops and tacos. I'm already liking where you're going with yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Great show. Yep. A lot of comedy talk, but I think we we did well. Is that it, then? I think that's it. Okay. Good show. Watch Angel from Hell. Oh. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe 